knew that it wouldn't be good for me long-term. And so I started to peel back to understand why I was drinking, when I was drinking, and really what the side effects for. Welcome to the Tara Talk Podcast, a place for honest and open conversations to support you in living your best life from the inside out. Join me on this journey of self-discovery as we explore what it means to reach next level badassery and cut through the BS. So tune in, stay a while, and I promise I'll be right here alongside you as we figure the shit out together. It has officially been 365 days since my last sip of alcohol, and I am here to share that I don't know if I'll ever go back. And while the choice to drink alcohol feels easy and intuitive now, it wasn't always that way. See, I spent years of my life depending on alcohol to cope with big emotions, feel confident in social settings, and I could never imagine giving it fully up. And yet here I am, one year alcohol-free, and I hope this episode inspires and empowers you to look at your own relationship with alcohol and make a change if needed or if wanted. So let's dive in. So my first taste of alcohol I ever had was when I was 14 and my friend and I went into my parents' stash and they had Pucker's Sour Blueberry Liqueur. It's really disgusting. (laughs) And you usually like mix it with a shot or a cocktail or something like that. And so we thought that we would try this first because we thought it would taste like a candy or it'd be easier to drink. And so we had like several shots of it and obviously felt sick and disgusting afterwards. But then, you know, in high school, alcohol was everywhere. And so I remember throwing parties at my house, like when my parents went out of town and I always got in trouble for all of those parties. And then I remember too, you know, going through my best friend's dad's stash of vodka, we would take some of his vodka from the bottle and then fill it up with water. Like he didn't know exactly what we were up to. So then I got some serious freedom and went off to college. And I talk all about this in my first episode on binge drinking and binge eating. So make sure you go back and listen to those to hear all about that. But my early twenties were filled with like big nights out and I was just masking my feelings with booze and food. And then I got into my late twenties. I started to lessen the intake, but COVID happened. And when COVID hit, we were in line at the liquor store because we thought that they were going to close for several weeks. I just remember like standing in line and waiting for beer and vodka because we were like, oh my God, are we ever going to be able to get alcohol? And I think back at that moment and I was like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Because then on a random Tuesday or Wednesday, if I was done with work for the day at four o'clock, I would pick up a high noon and then I'd have several of them. And It wasn't that I was drinking at that point, my late 20s, my mid to late 20s. I wasn't drinking to like get drunk like I used to in my late teens and early 20s, but I knew that it was just too easy. It was too like disposable. Anyone in every social setting, in every event, in every workout and brunch mimosas, like there would always be alcohol around me. And I knew at that moment, like about a year into COVID, that I knew that it wouldn't be good for me long-term. And so I started to peel back to understand why I was drinking, when I was drinking, and really what the side effects for. And for me personally, alcohol always messes up with my sleep, my anxiety, and my energy levels. So in 2021, so about a year and a half after COVID, um, you know, spring of 2021, after COVID had hit, I stopped drinking for six months. And I had this thought in my mind that I was like, I just, I just want to see, I would just want to like give it a little breather. And so I just, 
I made it through the summer. This was the summer that Teddy and I went on a big road trip all across like the Western United States. It was incredible. And I felt so good. I felt my energy levels were so high and I just felt really good in my body. And I stopped drinking for six months. And on the sixth month, um, I had a glass of champagne on my wedding night, which was 11-7, November 7th. And then from there, I kind of drank very sparingly. It would be, you know, when we were on trips or uh, like events or stuff like that, but it would just be like a one drink or one beer or one glass of wine, like here and there. But I realized like how normal it was. It was like, you'd go out to dinner and you'd get a drink with what you were eating or we would be on a vacation and both of us would get a margarita or sangria or whatever. And then I said to myself, like, gosh, do I actually like truly really need this? Do I need this to be a part of my experience to enjoy the experience? And so we were in Portugal and we were enjoying the wine and I was like, this is beautiful and great, but I noticed my sleep again. And then I noticed my anxiety and my stress levels were higher. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do this again. And so at the end of uh, last year, so 2023, actually on our anniversary, we were in Mexico in Isla Holbosch. And I said to Teddy, like, I think this is the last day I'm going to drink. I think I'm going to do another like hiatus. And that was 11, 7, 22. So it's been nearly a year uh, that of saying no to alcohol, just saying no and not even being around it and being so proud of myself for making this leap of faith to taking this, you know, year long hiatus. And I always said to myself, like, let's see how far I can take this. Let's see how long I can go. Um, but then I also come from this, like, I don't want to be restricted. I don't want to be super strict with things, especially if you listen to my food journey, the more I restrict something with food, the more power I gave it. And so that's how I felt alcohol was going to be. But for me now, I step back and I look at alcohol and I see it on a menu for $15 a cocktail and I say, no, 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 no. They do not have that power over me. It does not have that power over me because now I'm I'm saving so much money when we go out to dinner. I'm feeling so much better in my body. I feel so much clearer and my sleep is better. And sleep is so freaking valuable to me. So before I go into how I did it and am doing it, and what you can do if you are interested in trying a sober, curious lifestyle, if you may, I just want to share two things with you. So number one, I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. If you have serious problem with alcohol, please, please consult someone that can help you. There are so many incredible resources out there and people out there that want to help and want to support you. I would love to help and support you, but I am just not there. I am not a doctor. I am not anyone can, that can prescribe you anything. Um, alcohol abuse does run in my family and I have gone to Al-Anon meetings, um, which are basically meetings that you go to if you have friends or family that have alcohol abuse. I have gotten some talk therapy for this and realized it can be an addiction for many. And while I was not addicted to alcohol, I just hated what it did to me and how it made me feel and what it does to your body long-term. Number two, alcohol has no actual benefits to it. And when I look at my health and wellness journey and just my lifestyle in general, I want things that are going to bring me joy. And while, you know, food and travel and money and sex and all of those things can have benefits, there is no 
actual benefit to alcohol. Like there are a lot of things that are inherently shitty for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Alcohol is really, especially to me, at the top of the list. And unfortunately, that means, yes, that does mean that one drink a week or a blackout night or any type of alcohol that you consume, there is just nothing quote unquote good about it. And while even though you think it may feel good in the moment, it may relieve stress, it might get you to sleep, those are not, those are just quick fixes. They are not actual reality in the long term. So keep that in mind. Um, and I want to also just bring to attention, there's two books that I read that were so helpful in my journey. The first one is called Quit Like a Woman, and it's by Holly Whittaker. And then the second is This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. I also just want to say that I'm not telling you that you should or shouldn't drink. I just want you to understand more about what it is and what it actually does to you, and just to be more mindful of it in your life. And so some health effects can include sleep disruption, which I've talked about a bunch. It slows down your brain function. It fuels your anxiety. It can cause weight gain or rapid weight loss. It causes premature aging. It disrupts your endocrine functions and is linked to several cancers. So of those sleep, my fitness journey, anxiety was just at the top of my list to really collect data for. What was it doing in those aspects of my life that I knew wasn't serving me? And I really just used data points to make sure that this was the absolute like best thing for me. So the first time I did my six months, and then even in this year, the, f- the first thing I really noticed is mental clarity and sleep. Those were like the two things that I, I noticed right away. The mental clarity is when I feel like I always had, uh, for the day after, and even maybe a couple days after I would have this like brain fog. I would kind of just have, I, I kind of felt like I was like in the clouds a little bit for a couple days after, even if I had like one or two drinks, I'd be like all foggy and I just wouldn't feel clear and level headed the next day. For sleep, for me personally, I have had trouble with sleep in the past. I've had to use some sleep aids. And while I thought that alcohol would kind of help me get to sleep, it actually made my sleep so much worse. And when when I actually started to track some of my sleep, I noticed that alcohol was a huge component to my sleep cycle. And it wasn't just the night of drinking. It was actually like a couple nights after that as well. The other thing I noticed like pretty quickly, probably in the first couple of months was that my anxiety decreased and my energy levels increased. Um, I'm not a super anxious person just in general, but I felt as though alcohol made me feel more anxious or on edge more than I wanted to be. Like my stress levels were so much higher. I felt like I was like constantly aware of so many things that were going on and I couldn't ever like find myself be grounded. And so now in the first, you know, couple months, I was like, oh, I, I don't have this mental fog. I am sleeping better and I actually have more energy th- throughout the day with more mental clarity. Beyond those things, I realized how present I could be without it, right? I felt like when I was drinking, I was in the moment, right? At events or social gatherings or birthday parties or something, but I wasn't totally there. Like I was there, but I wasn't totally there. And now I feel like I am completely in the moment. I am able to be present. 
It also helps that I don't have my phone out in social settings, dinner or any events with people or with my husband. Like I'll take a photo or something, but I don't actually have my phone. I'm not texting anyone while I'm at event or while I'm with people, but sans alcohol, I feel like I can taste, see, and feel the experience so much better. Like my, with alcohol, it was like my glasses were half full. Like I was, if I was wearing glasses, they would be like foggy at the bottom. And now it feels like I can see and feel and taste and be there, like really experience being in that moment. So I started drinking really in my teens because everyone was doing it. I wanted to be cool. It made me feel more confident and shit. I remember going to a waitress interview because I was in the serving industry for a really long time. And I would, I remember going to this interview and I took a shot right before the interview to quote unquote, calm my nerves. But honestly, I was doing the opposite of that internally. And so over the past year and the six months prior to that, I have been to bachelorette parties. I've been to music festivals. I've been to concerts, bars, restaurants, traveled internationally, and I've done all of that without drinking any alcohol. And I realized that I can be happier and more fulfilled with a mocktail or a club soda or a water instead. So here are just some questions for you to consider about your alcohol journey, what you're drinking, why you're drinking it, and when. Do you ever stop and question yourself or your drinking habits? Has anyone ever said anything to you about it? Have you ever taken any certain time off of drinking? Do you feel like you quote unquote need to drink in certain situations? Do you have relationships with people who made drinking part of everything? And then was there an increased pressure to drink around these people? So just some questions to start thinking about for yourself And go back and listen to that again, write down your answers and see how it makes you feel. And maybe ask people, close people around you, those things as well. And maybe you guys can have a a great conversation about this. So if you're curious, if you're sober curious, or if you are curious on maybe limiting some of the alcohol intake or just looking at how much you're drinking and why you're drinking it, here's just a few tips to guide you through this journey. The most helpful thing I did was limit the time around people that made drinking a huge part of your life. So if you can think about some of those friends or family members that are like going out every weekend and drinking is a huge aspect of going to music venues or going out or hanging out at house parties and drinking is like a big part of that, just try and limit some of that time. So you can let them know about this new lifestyle. And if they're not okay with it, well, then they're really not good friends anyway, because you're an adult, it's your decision. And if they honestly really make you feel bad, then maybe it's time for you to reevaluate what your friendship actually looks like and why you're actual friends. Sometimes when you step out of a friendship, you realize what the actual point of that friendship is. And for some people, it's really just, they want to go out and drink with you and you don't know how to be friends without drinking. So with that being said, find some friends in your area that want to do this with you or are already on the journey with you. 
There are full non-alcoholic bars in Denver and Austin, the two places that we've lived recently. There's a lot of really great coffee shops with so many community events and meetups. Gyms are a really great place to connect with people on this journey. I think over the past five or so years, there's been this huge transition to instead of doing yoga and mimosas or, you know, 5Ks with all this beer, it's more mocktail focused or it's more community based in the sense of like going out and doing something other than just going to a restaurant or a bar, which I think is really awesome because the fitness industry for a long time was super heavy on the work hard and play harder, quote unquote. So really excited to see that. Also just excited to see some of these non-alcoholic options out there. There are so many. And so finding some friends that are on your journey with you uh, via social media, via gyms, meetups, events like and stuff like that are just so helpful to have people that are like-minded or at least want to experience this with you. Another tip is to find other drinks that you do like, like mocktails, club soda and lime, olipops, iced tea, etc. Like when you first go out, when you first start going out, even if you go to a bar or a restaurant, which I still do now, it kind of feels weird not holding on to something. I actually went to ACL, Austin City Limits last month and didn't want to spend $7 on a can of sparkling water every single time I wanted water. So I just let my hands be free and dance. There are like so many great mocktails out there. Just stay in one night, go online, find a couple recipes that you want to try. And that way, you know exactly what to ask for when you do go out. I think a lot of bars and restaurants are becoming so open to the idea of mocktails because unfortunately they are charging a lot of money for them. So they're still able to, you know, make a profit off of you not drinking booze. There are actually a lot of non-alcoholic alcohols as well. So there's a non-alcoholic gin, there's a non-alcoholic vodka, bourbon. There's so many out there that taste almost exactly like the flavor of the alcohol. So if you do want to have that taste, non-alcoholic beers, like there's so many that taste so similar. So if you actually still want to have that taste, there's a lot of options out there for you now too. The next thing I would suggest is setting a goal. So something like a dry January, a sober October, just pick a time and try and really stick with it. If you're someone that wants to totally just restrict yourself, then I think that's a really great way to do it, right? A a, a week or two or a month or some sort of timeline that you can be alcohol-free. It's fun to see a number on there. And I have an app called Countdown. It's super basic. I just put the date that I stopped drinking. And then I actually see the days every you know time I look in there and I'm like, oh, it's been 300 X days. Like that's so cool. Um, if this feels super overwhelming though, like having a specific amount of time, just start with drinking maybe one or two days a week and just see and notice how that feels. So instead of just fully restricting yourself from like not drinking anything. You can say something like, oh, I'll only drink on Saturdays or I'll I'll just have two drinks in the whole week just so that you can gradually drink less over time or you can just notice what it does to you and your body. 
Sometimes it's nice to have some extrinsic motivation. So you can have some, something like, you know, if I do all of January on the last day of the month, I can go out to a brunch. I can get a new lipstick, a new shirt, just something. If you've made it to that specific date, because it's nice to have like an actual goal to work for and to actually see it come to fruition. And one other tip I think is just so great is to have some sort of journal or diary with it. And I always like to say, you know, however best you like to diary or journal is some people don't really like just writing. So if you want to voice note yourself, you can make a folder in your phone of just voice notes of you just kind of talking through how it made you feel maybe weekly. You can also do videos of yourself. So maybe you can take a a video of yourself and, you know, make a folder in your phone that says like dry January or something like that. Uh, You can also just take a photo. Some people like to to see how their face or how their body changes over time without alcohol, which is so cool to see. So just take a photo and write a caption underneath the photo. You can also put that in a folder in your phone as well. It's just nice to see over time how much it's improved your life without it. So whatever you decide or whatever feels good for keeping some sort of data points, a journal or a diary entry, do it and really just try and be super consistent with it as well. So those tips again were to limit time around people that just make drinking a huge part of your life and find some friends in your area that could do this with you or is on this journey as well. Uh, finding the drink that you like. So mocktail or a club soda and lime or something, iced tea or something like that. Um, setting a specific goal and then taking data points or journal entries along the way so that you can see how far you've come and how awesome it really is. And I just want to note that if you do drink or want to continue to have a fluid relationship with alcohol, I would absolutely never judge you for it. My husband and I do have some friends that like to drink. He likes to drink. It's totally fine. I just hope that this inspires you to just look at how it's showing up in your life. Why do you go for it? What is the purpose behind it? And maybe just thinking about could you be in this certain certain situation or event without it? Like how would it actually make you feel? It's the mindfulness that we use with intuitive eating. It's the same mindfulness that we use with um, alcohol. If you're at a restaurant and people around you are ordering a drink, do you are you inclined to order a drink because everyone else around you is ordering it? Do you feel like if you go to a bar, you have to have some sort of alcohol? Just Think about those type of situations where it shows up for you and just take mental note or again, keeping this journal is just so helpful because all this data will help you in the long term. I would absolutely love to hear from you if this episode resonated or if you're considering your relationship with alcohol, please just share it with me on Instagram, TikTok, threads, all the places. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Whether alcohol is a part of your journey or not, I just want to support you in your movement journey, right? In your fitness journey as a whole. So you can try out the TL method for a free week, totally on me. I'd love to see you in there. And I do talk about relationships with alcohol a lot with my one-on-one clients. So if you're interested in working together in a more intimate setting, just apply to work with me with the link in the show notes. Thank you so much and cheers. Thanks for coming to this Tara Talk. I hope you're taking something away from this episode. And if so, I would love to hear about it. You can connect with me at the Tower Talk and at Tara LaFerrara on Instagram. 
A few ways you can help support the show and help spread the word. You can share it on Instagram, tag at the Tower Talk and at Tara LaFerrara. Send an episode to a friend and please leave a review if the show is resonating with you. It takes just a few minutes and it means so much to help this show grow and it helps me to continue to bring on badass guests for all of us to learn and grow from. I am so happy you're here and excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time, be a badass with a good ass.